All right, so let's start this off with a quick question. Uh, no, 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 start let's, all the way over. Let's start all the way over. <laughs> take it from the top, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're starting oh, again. Okay. Clip, re- take number 698. Yeah. Go. Welcome to Hot Maps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. All right, welcome back to episode four of Hot Laps by Heat Shield Products. It's our uh, weekly podcast, or we try to do it weekly anyway. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, whatever, please like, subscribe, share, leave us a review, leave us some feedback. You can email any questions you want to have answered to podcast at heatshieldproducts.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, just please subscribe to the channel. Hit that little uh, alert notification there, the little bell, so you know uh, when we've got a new one up. All right, so let's just kick it off with a question for discussion. Uh, Movie cars, all right? There's a ton of movies out there. So take a brief second. If you could have, own, drive, you only get to pick one. What movie car would that be, Shane? Uh, oh. I'm gonna pick an obscure one. I'm gonna pick that Mercedes from uh, from Ronin. And it's why? it's a it's a Mercedes. I can't remember the number, but I know it has like a 6.9 liter V8. Was that that? Was that? Didn't he have the Audi? Yeah, uh, they had an Audi in there, an Audi S8 in the beginning, and that's the one that uh, that can't remember his name, John yeah. something drove, but um. Uh, there's a scene where they're in the little plaza and uh, um, Gene Reno and Robert De Niro take off in that Mercedes and you just see a billow smoke as soon as they take off. Yeah. That was a big a, motor. Biggest Mercedes motor, I think, at that time. Highly underrated car chasing. That's like yes. one of the yeah. best. I absolutely it, love it that. Is. I was going to say, they destroyed that car, right? They did. Yeah. They, they were shooting RPGs out of it and everything. All right, Stevie, what do you think? Movie, not TV show, right? You can do whatever. Okay. I mean, we know what's coming, I think. But, well, okay. <laughs> but go for it. Like, okay, if we're going to do TV show, I mean, the A-Team van is really cool, mm. but there's nothing cooler than being Magnum P.I. Yeah. in that Ferrari, Robin's Ferrari. It's not his. He's driving it. He doesn't have to pay for it. How yeah. great is that? that but, is but if we're going to yeah. do movie, I'm going to go... It seems to me, I mean, you know, you could go Batman and all that other crap or whatever, you know. Not, not that that's crap, but that's not like a real, real car. Mm-hmm. I, I would kind of like that truck and Tango and Cash. Oh, yes. Be- just, just because oh, I, I got all about that. I, I, I'm, you know, my thing is, is if I ever had to pick a getaway vehicle, if I was going to do some nefarious activity, and I had to escape my getaway vehicle would be a Ford Raptor because you can haul butt, go on and off road, that kind of thing. But that truck and Tango and Cash, because they cut it's you know, kinda of like a Raptor before it was a Raptor. Yeah. I, I might take that. That thing was pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was sick. Yeah, that was a great one. Uh for me, I don't know, it's weird, like the very first car kind of movie that I saw and don't ask me why, but it was Road Warrior. And, oh yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. I mean you really can't flip on a blower, but it was pretty cool. Um, and the thing was just so like industrial, like he booby traps on it, and it's just like armored up. And 
got the flick on blower and the thing would like he'd be going 80 and he'd kick that thing on and it squeal tires I mean it eventually gets destroyed at the end of the movie when he blows the dude up uh, but I think that would have to be uh, yeah that's my a great pick that is. So. isn't that the, the when that car blew up was that the flying eyeball scene out of the guy's head remember that that movie was. that was great I, was. I love that scene was wasn't it when he got hit the guy ran uh, the motorcycle. Oh no, guys! I'm thinking Mad Max. You're right. That is the eyeball scene. Yeah, I think that's. A, I I could be wrong, but I, I think that might be it. It's just great that movie had two versions: an English version and an Australian version. And the I don't know the way they spoke was obviously different. But Mel Gibson's awesome, and that car yeah touched my yeah. heart. So. It's kind of like watching Swamp People. They still have subtitles for yeah. people in English, right? Yeah. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's Tech Time, here on Hot Laps. I think the one thing about our product that kind of scares some folks is that they're like, man, I just, I don't want to do it because I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of doing something that's too hard. I don't think I can do it. And I think you two would be great people to answer these questions. Um, like, when you're looking at installing the majority of our products, to me, they seem easy. Um, but maybe you guys could take us through just the, your thought on that because I think people are like, oh man, if I buy this, you know, I got to spend hours and hours and hours doing it. But the reality is, it I don't think we take have anything that, that spends that takes hours and hours to install. No, unless unless you're gonna do. Unless you're doing a project, a, a header, yeah. right? And yeah. you have to uh, turbo manifold something like that, and you got to take it off because that that really, honestly, the best way to do that is to get that off the car. Mm -hmm. But the actual, like our actual product installation time is minimal. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's little to nothing. It, there might be some labor involved getting the component or part of the car off, but. Uh, uh, it's absolutely minimal. Our, our stuff is, is it's actually pretty easy. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I, when you design this product, I think you, I mean, for the pipe armor kit, I mean, that, that just kind of came about because we wanted to make it easier for the consumer to use. Yeah. And, I mean, we did a JK here, and literally, because you don't have to cut the product, you're, you're measuring, you're putting it up. I think I timed it. It was less than seven minutes. Yeah. So, uh, we'll just let everybody out there and, and know that it is really a DIY yeah. product that mm -hmm. can really affect the way your car performs or even your comfort within the car. Just, you know, cover up that one heat section and, mm -hmm. and you know, you could be on the trail an hour, two hours longer than you would uh, yeah. because yeah. you're not yeah, burning up or your feet. racing or whatever it may be. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's things you could even do, like, you know, if you're at... Uh, at a racetrack or something like that. There's even stuff you can do to quickly fix something there, like pop a fuel line off or use one of the Velcro sleeves to, you know, when you're having a vapor lock issue or or things like that. Some things do take a little more time. But again, most of it is really, it's just moving the stuff out of the way to get the product on. That's really where the the difficulty is and if you can take a header on and off car you know what you can you can do anything pretty much what we're doing yeah even the, you know newer intake manifolds those gaskets the o-rings on them i shouldn't really call them a gasket they're reusable so you don't have to replace those it's not like the yeah. old uh 
Unless they're 10 years old. Yeah, like, like an old 350 Chevy or something like that where you're, you're small block Ford, you know. One time you, use. Yeah, where you, well, you got to replace the gasket and that kind of thing because you don't want it to leak and you're going to put an intake manifold shield on. But even the intake manifold shield, especially on newer cars, man, it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think the hardest or the longest part of when we did that JK and the pipe armor kit was the filming. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was. I mean, you, you, literally, that was like thing. It was a three foot. Wasn't that the two and a half? If I remember, oh, yeah. it was three foot, two and a half pipe armor kit, and it was clamp it on, wire it on, and see you later out yeah. the door. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so probably less than four or five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had to wait for the cameras or anything to get on. That's that, yeah. that's a good point. Need to measure once or twice. Yeah, I mean, I just again the effects that. Uh, couple minutes can can do is is kind of uh is a nice thing about our products and and again yeah we can really change a ride or you can really it's neat that something so simple can greatly affect a person's quality comfort even horsepower like those intake manifold shields right it's a simple product it's not it's not complicated and it just it's amazing how much that Little things can do to affect performance, yeah. Or or you ride comfort that type yeah. of thing. So. You can't yeah you can't enjoy it if you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Next question is about air intake, cold air intake. This person writes, "I'm looking for a product to wrap my air intake. I'm getting confused on what the best product uh, that will give me the best temperature reduction." And then he goes on to say, "After I get done with that, I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna do something to my air box, but they weren't sure." what the best product was for that. So one, can you talk about the cold air intake and what you would use best product, maybe two options. And then the other one would be uh, if you're gonna do the box. Air box. Air yeah. box. Yeah. Air, air box is an easy one. You'd, you'd wanna use some sticky shield. Yeah, that, that's the best one. A, yeah. a lot of people want gold. And um, our gold is, it's, it's reflective, don't get me wrong, but real gold is very very reflective but nobody really has the money to afford to dip their stuff in in real gold um yeah it's it's a little complicated because there was another company out there saying oh yeah just wrap it with you know they copied lava wrap uh we're the first ones to have a volcanic rock so they were saying oh just wrap your intake with that and that's a huge no-no like that's cardinal sin number one that's an insulator. It's designed to retain heat. It doesn't shield heat. Yeah, it's great if you want to uh, increase the temp of yeah, your intake. Yeah, absolutely. It'll work great for that. Totally, totally agree with that. Um, another problem to you, you fight is a lot of aftermarket, quote-unquote, cold air intakes. Mm-hmm. They just flow more hot air. You know, they, they flow a lot more air than a stock intake, but it's, it's hotter air, so that doesn't really do you any good either. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you get into a custom box at that point, or well, or, or you just try to go back to your factory setup if you haven't hacked everything up. Yeah, um, basically, a good cold air intake kit mm-hmm. will pick up at the factory location because the the factory people they have to meet emission standards, they got to meet fuel yeah. mileage standards. Yeah, they so they efficiency as much as possible. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and they have to do it as cheaply as they can. So they've engineered this vehicle to accept cold air at this spot. Mm-hmm. So unless your cold air kit has a better pickup point for the fresh cold air coming in, um, don't buy it. Buy somebody else's, find one that does, and if nobody does it, then just shield your stock intake because you could get, actually get a 
better performance gain from a stock intake that's properly shielded mm-hmm. than spending money on a aftermarket one that just flows more hot air. So the consensus is the air box, sticky shield, but the pipe itself. Uh, the Thermoflex sleeve is awesome. That's that's number one, the best one to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could use one of the tapes, either the Thermoflex tape or the cold gold tape. But the Thermoflex sleeve is great because it Velcro's on. You can cut holes for you know different uh, sensors and things that you need. Uh, relatively easy to use. You can make it look real professional. And that's what our cold air intake kit's a universal thing. It goes yeah. three feet long, three to four inch diameter, inside diameter, I should say. And then it comes with the, the tape to kind of mm. seal it up, make it look pretty on the edge. That's another big thing, too, is on these anything you're trying to shield like that, just like your fuel line or anything else, just make sure those ends of the sleeve right. are snug so no hot air is going in behind it. Yeah, and... and- Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Velcro is wider on our air intake kit, so it will fit multiple sizes. Yeah, three to four. Yeah. So it's it's like there's a couple of passes of two inch Velcro on on one side, and the other side's just got the the single layer. Yeah, and you just kind of put it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, again, a great example of what you could do in an afternoon or a morning uh, to to keep those air intake. Yeah, make a make a big impact. So. Um, Arthur Irwin, he's a producer for uh, Brenton Media, you know, and I know him because he's always trying to get us to go on the show and do things, so that's how I know him. He, he actually made his own quote-unquote cold air intake out of PVC pipe and, and oh. that kind of thing, and he, his actually wasn't that bad of a, a, of a job. It sounds a lot worse than it does. It sounds like maybe something I would do, maybe, you know, but but the he sent me pictures and emailed me data and everything. So it's what he then did. He's like, hey, I'm having a problem. It's still, it's working better, but it's not working like it should. So we insulated that. I sent him some stuff, and I said, look, I just want you to tell me what your fuel mileage is. And he picked up one mile per gallon. I think it was a 99 V8 Grand Cherokee, um, and it was a pretty simple thing to make an intake for, so I think that's why he did it himself. Uh, otherwise, some of these things are just yeah, too many convoluted bends and shapes and those types of things. Right. So Velcro closure. There is a question here. I purchased a Thermoflex sleeve mm-hmm. with Velcro. It works great. Just had a question on where the Velcro should be in association with the heat source. Yeah, opposite side. Okay. So you don't want it facing. It is high temp. It will not, it's, you know, it's not a combustible piece of material, um, and it's not Velcro. That's, it's, it's, it's hook, hook and loop. loop. Hook and loop. Hook and loop. Hook and loop. Uh, Velcro's a trade name, so we can't use it. Hook and loop. Hook and loop. So you, you just face that opposite direction of the heat source, and if you've got multiple heat sources, mm-hmm. so like say it's in an engine bay and you got like a header and then engine heat or whatever, just try to get it the best direction you can from the least amount of heat, and that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Same thing on that, just make sure the ends are tight. Sleeve can be loose on the wire, the line, the hose, that's fine. It doesn't matter if it's super tight on there or not, just make sure those ends are nice and snug so no heat sneaking in behind yeah. it. All right, good. Next question, it's kind of, I'm gonna combine two, but uh, this person writes, I'm finally done with my car, um, but I have fuel lines that run next to the exhaust. Basically what happens, he spent years building this car, went out and ran it, and he had vapor lock. 
So he writes on here, how do I finally conquer Vaporlock? Yeah, that's a, so, such a loaded question because it's different for every car. Uh, you know, small block Ford, small block Chevy. A lot, a lot of us would put like a metal line, you know, run it from the fuel pump that's down on the side of the block, run it up into the carb, and that would conduct heat. That's an easy one. You just, you know, hot rod sleeve. I, yeah. That's my favorite thing for vapor lock. And the nice thing about that is, is with a metal line, those fittings and tubing, if it's, you know, you're running like a 3 eighths tube or whatever, um, the, the sleeve will stretch around the fitting, go down, and then, yeah. you know, you, you heat shrink. Again, sealing the ends down with the heat shrink or something Sealed like that. Trap heat, yeah. Exactly. Um, that particular gentleman there, it, there's so many variables that you have to... He, he may not want to remove all those fuel lines. Yeah. So he, 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 he you know, he'd want to use a, like a thermoflex sleeve. Yeah, thermoflex or, sleeve or, a or lava, tape or a lava tube. I love the lava tube. Yeah, I think that, okay, so here's the thing. Thermoflex, thermoflex, wow, that's hard to say. Apparently I need more coffee or something. Um, thermoflex sleeve is great if you have a one-inch air gap. Okay. Airflow, air gap, that stuff is awesome. I mean, it'll, it literally will reflect over 90% of radiant heat. But air gap, airflow, that's almost as important as the material. This guy, I, I don't remember the details of it, but if his header is really, really close to those fuel lines, your best, easiest shot at a fix would be to put the lava tube on there because while it may not reflect as much heat, a little thicker, a little more substantial, and it will reduce the amount of heat transferred into the, into the, the fuel line, you know. <laughs> Um, the other option would be is to use like either our header armor kit or make a little shield. Yeah, that use area. that on the yeah. on the header. You don't have to do the whole header, but at least a portion of it. Um, just keep in mind that whenever you do just a portion of the exhaust, you want to go like anywhere between three and six inches before and after the point because the points right before and after any type of insulation on the pipe will be a little bit hotter. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is loaded. There's there's so many different solutions. Hot rod sleeve fixes about 85% of it. And that's a great, I love that stuff. It's a great product. DB skin, mm -hmm. I know we've been up on our Instagram, we've been putting a lot of insulating, uh, sound dentoning stuff up there. Uh, where did the DB skin, I mean, where does that, that idea come from? And then if you were gonna, let's say you had to do a car from start to finish let's insulating and then trying to do something to curb the heat as well could you just explain that process so like an interior yeah an interior install it you know it depends on what you're what you're doing so you know what level of quiet you want mm -hmm. um db skin is great like if the car is a shell if it's empty hasn't been painted or if you're real meticulous and you want to mask everything off it's great because it can, if you spray it, uh, it will fill like every nook and cranny. The absolute, like in my opinion, if I have, uh, well, this is what I'm gonna do to the Mustang when, when we get it, if, if, if we ever get it done. Uh, DB skin will be on the roof panel. Um, roof panels are weird. You don't need to go sticking a bunch of real heavy insulation up there. Right. Uh, we got some really awesome Cortex racing suspension for the Mustang. I don't want to be putting a bunch of big, heavy asphalt sheets up there and just kind of changing my center of gravity. Um, so 
up there, you're just trying to get the ringing out. The DV skin will more than handle that. In fact, it'll do awesome. It'll actually give it a little structural integrity. Instead of having something pulling down on the roof, it will dry and, and actually give it a little more support, a little more nice. structural integrity. Um, the DV skin is great. Same thing on a floor pan because it's a kind of a vibration compound, basically a damping sheet. Damping, I'm sorry, damping compound, not a damping sheet. So on the bottom, I would use DV skin and all those hard to reach places. You, you brush it on, you have to spray it on, brush on, roll on, that, that type of thing too. But I would use DV armor. That, that stuff kicks butt. So the big difference in all these different uh, sound insulation sheets, you know, there's, there's one out there and they're everywhere. You see them on all these TV shows. I think I mentioned this before. You see a lot of big name car builders doing it wrong. They're putting these big heavy sheets up under the, the roof panel. Yeah. Um, their, their product is great, but the technology has moved down the road a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not going to knock them because they spend a lot of money in advertising. And they're great for the industry. You know, they just are. It, it, they're, I mean, even our competitors are good because they spend money on advertising. They help, you know, help promote the, the, at least the automotive industry. I know we're in other market sector to like heavy duty and stuff like that. But we were, we started off as primarily an automotive company. So that's what we're going to focus on. Um, the problem is, is they're, they're big, they're heavy. Uh, one of the other competitors we have, not, not the one you see everywhere, but another one pretty popular and they're advertising like how thick their Buell is, that asphalt looking part. That couldn't be more wrong than anything. Mm -hmm. So you have like, think about you got two plates. So take your two hands, make them flat, lay them on top of each other. So this, the bottom one is your, is your floorboard. That's just, that's vibrating like this. So the, the, the top plate, the top panel, which would be like the foil side. It, it's not for heat, by the way, people out there. I don't care what anybody else tells you, even our own stuff. It do, doesn't do squat for heat. Um, so the, the top panel is there to kind of counterbalance the bottom one and reduce the vibration. That, that's how you do that. By, by increasing that butyl gap there, you're just allowing that top, the counterbalance sheet to, to vibrate more. So that, that couldn't be more wrong. And then the like our DB armor, we use a very thin butyl, Differences that our foil is a little bit thicker. It's not so thick that when you cut it and manipulate it, you're going to slice your hand open. It's it's you know most of the other guys are using four mil. We're using six mil. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more substantial. You the part of the vibration thing is you want to get your counter counter panel, the top panel, to be thicker because you're trying to match the not the complete thickness of your, you know, of, of like a body panel, because who wants to stack another body panel on there? And it wouldn't work right. that well anyway. So you want to get closer to that thickness. So that, that's really the misconception or, or bad thing. So positive to car, start to finish. Sorry, I went off on a rant there. It's all right. DB skin, roof panel. Okay. Uh, once that dries, I glue the stealth shield in there because that'll stop the heat from coming in. Again, all lightweight stuff. That's the killer thing about it. It's all lightweight. And the nice yeah. thing is we made a kit for that. Yeah. It's the yeah. headliner kit. Check it out. Yeah, DB headliner kit. It's awesome. Uh, then I would DB armor on the floor. On the outer door skins, I would put the DB skin because that's it's just a great application for it. 
same thing get some of that ringing out of there on the inner door panel um, like behind the door panel a lot of factories have like a plastic piece in there you use that put the DV defender in there you know it's a heat moldable thing you can get into nooks and crannies um, and then if you really were like if you if I was doing like a, a Lincoln or a Cadillac restoration where I'm not really going for weight speed mm-hmm. so on top of my DV armor on the bottom there I put that DV sniper and um, that handles kind of a different frequency that handles more road noise and that type of thing. So you, you can get a car real, real quiet. Kind of like a savant on this stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really, I mean, we always talk about how to curb heat, but I mean, we have ways to curb sound and, and put it all together as one piece. So I just want everybody to know that. Get a, yeah, yeah, get a good guy. The problem is there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. There's a lot of... I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to just, just a lot of misleading it. marketing. With uh, we really do try to be honest, man. If if yeah. it, it may not always help us if we say something doesn't perform like it should. Right. I mean, I, I'd say we are honest. We're we're spot on with everything we do. If we ever see something, we'll make a correction. But I, I don't think we've ever had that happen yet, where we've been wrong. So there's it's it's difficult because you're. We don't have a ton of money out there in marketing, so we're fighting a lot. Um, but you know what? With the internet now and the way people deal with stuff on social media and stuff like that, you can get the truth out there now pretty quick. So that's what kind of the podcast is about, too. One of the things we're trying to do here is debunk and... and, and uh, some good info. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, and you can always check out our website, heatshieldproducts.com. So it's like a... A vault of knowledge. I mean, some of the stuff I can't believe we put on there because it's the information is so good. But you should check that out because if you're ever doing a project, you know, everything you could imagine is on there. So uh, check that out. Yeah. Well, can we do new products? Can we talk about new products? Maybe? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about something. Okay, go ahead. Because I saw you uh, talking with the, the boys in back and. Uh, are you doing something with our heat shield? Is it the mat or the we had the the piece that went underneath the like a race? Oh yeah, so okay, the floor shield. So floor we have shield. a thank you. We have the HP floor shield and the light floor shield. The light floor shield actually is they, those two kind of got rolled into one. Right. And in all honesty, I think that is something we started in 19, I want to say like 88 or 89, started making those. So due for an update? Due for an update. Got a major update. Yeah. Big yeah. revision. Yeah. What I saw was, it's, I mean, it was insane. They look awesome. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. they came out, they came out really cool. An idea we've actually had for like a year or so, just yeah. haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like a carbon fiber on the top. Bottom side is a, bottom side, sign. Bottom side is the stealth shield. So the thing ends up being a hair over a hair over an eighth of an inch thick. The old ones were about you know, we half inch insulation, but we compress it down so it's more like quarter inch or so. Yeah. Can you um, remind the can you remind the listeners on what temperature that'll take? So on this because of the vinyl, we're limiting it. The, the actual stealth shield fabric itself, just, just the felt itself, will take 1,800 degrees. And that's, that's, it's a killer product because you can hit it with a torch on one hand and, and uh, hit it with a torch on one hand. 
hit the stealth shield with a torch on one side, put your hand on the other, and you'll feel the heat. Don't get me wrong, but your skin isn't boiling off. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. only an eighth of an inch thick, so it's, it's an incredible product. So basically what we've done, we've got two versions of it. Since we've got a patent on some magnet, magna mount technology, so the two two versions of the new floor shield are one has magnets in the corners and on the bigger mats on the sides, so you can just kind of drop it in in your car and it'll sit. The other one is like the original one where it's got grommets, so if you want to attach it with that method, you can. But it's super awesome. I mean, and it's it's again primarily racing. Yeah. Um, but dude, a guy with the like a rat rod, you know, and I don't know, I don't, I, I kind of hate that term too. Uh, I can't remember who we were talking with the PRI, and he said, I hate that term. Oh, yeah, who was that? Um, and he, he was on the old uh, search, search and Restore on Power Block. Man, his name's escaping me right now. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's right. It's like more like a traditional hot rod. You know, a hot rod is anything that you, yeah. you're modifying. Yeah. Hell, a muscle car is a hot rod. A race car is a hot rod because you're hot riding it. You're making yeah. it different, you know? Gow out. Yeah. Um, but more like traditional hot rod where maybe you don't have the big budget for anything, but you need to do something. It's like the easiest way to keep your floorboard cool. Um, we're going to send some off to Michelle Abadi. I know she was complaining about her heel in her car. Yeah, she was. So um, some heat from the trans tunnel. I don't, think they've, they've, I don't think they've lined the underside of that car with a sticky shield or anything like that yet. We got uh, some of that didn't when we were out for SEMA. We got that video is up on YouTube as well. Uh, we did not mess around with her pedal around the box of her pedal yeah. though. Uh, but, the foot box, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and on, a, on that Trans Am car, it's configured a little different. Yeah. So anyway, so we're gonna send her one and let her be the test mule. But she's uh, she should be stoked on it, man. So uh, hypothetically speaking, I mean, off roading, if somebody had like oh, anything, rock man. crawler, they yeah. take the carpet Dude, out, heavy duty truck. Uh, you know, that's one of the most neglected applications for insulation. Farmers, these guys are out in these things literally like all day. Now, a lot of those things are driven by GPS and that kind of stuff now, so they're not, but they're there just in case something goes wrong. So they're, they're sitting there. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you could actually, the, the magnetic one, guess what you can do with it? You could take it, turn around upside down, and you could stick it up in your roof panel. Yeah. If you have a metal roof panel. And the thing is, if you don't have metal, you got aluminum or something. Silicone, some metal washers up there, put the magnets up in place, and it'll go up there. But it'll work on the floor, it'll work on the roof panel um, with the magnetic one, obviously. Uh, but dude, it's just awesome, man. It cuts down the heat so much. Sizes? Uh, real similar to the other ones. Okay. Um, odd shapes, yeah, we're gonna do those too. But uh, yeah, we're starting with the basics. Basically, it's a major upgrade to a product that's, oh man, almost as old as the company, so. That's killer. That's great. Well, speaking of that, what is this? Is this 30? Yeah. 35, right? Wow, year 35. 35. 35. So 2020's year 35. They started the company before you were born, Steve. No. <laughs> God, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wish. Bunch of old dudes sitting right here. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we got for to, today's podcast. Yeah, that's for sure. Cool. Again, hit us up, please. We want to hear from you. Uh, and we're going to try to get some guests in here soon, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether you like the podcast, um, leave us a comment. Uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. There is a, just like, like I said, a vault of information yeah. on there. Uh, you can see Shane try to manipulate a bunch of stuff. Um, 
which is actually pretty cool, but yeah, know, and stop that heat. And if you have questions, podcast at heatshieldproducts.com. Yeah. Or you can go online to our tech and check that out. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, we, we are next to uh, manufacturing. There's there's yes. there's two walls behind us. Uh, so you're going to hear some the air compressors we, going. Yeah, the air yeah. compressors going. We can't uh, stop production. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we can't stop production yeah. for the podcast, but we do thank you for listening. Absolutely, leave us, leave us feedback. That's how our products get better is by listening to you. So same, uh, this is a product we're putting out there. So give us feedback and help us get it better. That's it. See you. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.